Welcome to episode 122 of the Ask Achieve show where we answer all of your burning questions on all things health, fitness, and nutrition. We're your hosts, Lauren and Jason Pack, and we're on a mission to bring inclusivity and positive vibes to the fitness space. Today we'll be discussing tips for avoiding workout plateaus, the best ways to physically and mentally prepare for surgery that will keep you out of the gym for several months, and if it's a deal breaker if your partner isn't as as into fitness as you. We hope you're excited. Let's get into the show. You've been having difficulty with that last question. I know. It's like I'm getting so excited for the episode to begin that I just like lose my my ability to speak. Um, so a lot happened this weekend. We launched officially launched Achieve Online. We kind of unofficially talked about it last week, uh, but we officially launched it. Um, if you don't know, Achieve Online is our brand new online training platform. Um, but basically with it, um, you get a program, you get a mobile app where you get access to the program, you click on an exercise, and we filmed actually every single exercise um, in each and every program ourselves. So Lauren, actually Lauren did all the exercises. <laughs> it um, was a really good workout. I did, the hard, <laughs> I did the hard stuff of actually filming, you know. <laughs> um, but we edited it with cues and instructions on top of it. Um, not only that, we also provided accompanying videos um, that kind of give you a little bit more coaching. So like, you know, a lot of programs just kind of assume that you know how to grip a kettlebell or breathe during squats, like how to breathe during squats or how to choose between a sumo stance or a conventional deadlift stance. A lot of people are just like, just pick your best deadlift stance um, without providing a little bit more context into how you should do that. And so we provided a lot more videos that give you a lot more insight on how to kind of navigate the programs themselves. Um, and also there's a social component where you can interact with the team, uh, with, uh, the other participants in the team newsfeed, as well as our Facebook group. Um, so we're just super excited to have this kind of like out there for people because we've gotten so many questions about when we're going to release online programming. Do we have online programming? Even on the podcast, we've gotten lots of questions if we, if we offer anything like that. And we've already just like, uh, well, you can follow this program online. Yeah. It's not like what nearly what we'd recommend to our members, but it's the closest thing that we would recommend that's just found available on the internet. And then finally, we're like, why don't we just do our own thing? Yeah, like we were finally like, we so often just like throw out random programs because we're like, it's decent, but we're like, we have so many other things that we would like to see in there or see out there. And then, yeah, it just, we were like, wait, why aren't we doing yeah. this? Like if there's not something that we can like fully back and fully get behind, then why why aren't we <laughs> making it yeah. ourselves? And so, yeah, we're, we're really, really excited. And we spent a long time kind of making sure that these programs would be accessible for the majority of people. Like we understand that people mostly work out in gyms that have like dumbbells and kettle, maybe some kettlebells and some TRX bands and stuff like that. But we also made sure that there are lots of options for modifications if you don't have access to certain pieces of equipment, mm -hmm. um, which I think is also a big kind of game changer for what this app allows us to do versus what a lot of programs would be is just like, if you don't have access to that piece of equipment, you kind of just have to figure it out on your own. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, the big thing that kind of separates us even more is that the fact that we and our team actually coach people in real life, yeah, right? Yeah. It's not just like, oh, just do this. It's, oh, how can we make sure that we make it comprehensive enough where people feel compelled to do it, right? Because it is, it does take time out of the day to actually go and work out. Uh, but we wanted to include a full-on mobility section, a comprehensive strength section, as well as a little bit of a commissioning at the end with each and every program. And again, just like Lauren said, we wanted to make it assess accessible um, and easily modifiable and just take the end person in mind 
rather than just saying like, hey, do this five sets of five and make sure you do it this way and like kind of like have these expectations and assumptions, yeah. right? So um, yeah, we're really excited about it. Um, Super and then, excited. Yeah, the final piece is that uh, the thing that we didn't also want to do was just put out just a general program out there for every single person that followed us, but rather break it up into different segments. So we have a foundations program for people that are either a little bit more beginner or maybe have skipped a few of the kind of like foundational pieces in their program and find themselves plateauing a lot or getting injured frequently. So we wanted to put that program out there. We also wanted to put an intro to barbells program, a powerlifting program. We also have our more generalized like intermediate lifestyles program. And that's kind of where like a lot of people are ending up going because they follow our stuff and they want to kind of do similar stuff that we post in our Instagram feed. Um, but we didn't want to just do that as a standalone. We want to have options for people based on their specific goals. Yeah, with lifestyles, like we, it's kind of like what, like what we do now that we have set such a good foundation um, of movement and everything like that for ourselves and for a lot of our members. But we always start our members with our foundations program, yeah, um, or with a, a variation of it. And so we're highly recommending people start out with foundations, and then once you do that, when you move on to lifestyles, then you're like you're really set up for success versus if you just jumped into lifestyles and you haven't really gotten a great foundation of movement patterns and mobility and all that kind of stuff, then foundations, I mean, then um, lifestyle just won't be as effective for you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're, I mean, we, we wanted to have all the options because we do know there are a lot of people out there who are a little bit more advanced or who have had good foundations set by working with trainers in the past and things like that. They can just jump right into lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And otherwise, we recommend starting with foundations. But yeah. we wanted to have... And then there's people who are like, I've been powerlifting for years and I just want to <laughs> do a new powerlifting cycle. Like, awesome. <laughs> jump yeah. right into that. That's totally fine, too. Um, yeah, it just feels good to, like, <clears throat> the, before the only way to work with us, and we actually had a lot of people just reach out to us about individual programming, but yeah. it was just our individualized approach. And it's very comprehensive and very customized to that person, but it's also a lot more expensive. Um, it was priced at $199 per month, and it just became really cost prohibitive for people to work with us. And we wanted to figure out a way to work with us in some capacity. Right. And it doesn't have to be so individualized and so customized. Um, there are a lot of big rocks that we can take care of with a little bit more of a generalized programming. Yeah, and a lot of, a lot of like when you become really skilled at programming, you realize that from program to program, person to person, the foundation of the program is usually actually very similar mm -hmm. and the individualization is the thing that takes it to the next level, the thing that takes into account like any injuries, anything like that, or any kind of like medical history that you might have to worry about. But the, the like meat of the programs tends to be very similar, which is why we felt comfortable putting out these more generalized programs. Yeah. Um, but then also wanted to offer the individualized option for somebody who's like, I'm coming out of shoulder surgery and I like really need to be careful around this area. I want somebody who knows how to work around that. Um, right. and individualize, a, like customize a program for me. Those are the situations where we definitely recommend going with more of an ind individualized approach if you can. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and so we've got a 10% off discount running through the end of tonight for just the general public, um, which they have a separate discount code for. But for podcast listeners, let's give them till, let's say, the end of Wednesday night if they I wanted like to sign up. Yeah. Um, you'll use the code uh, Achiever Podcast. 10. I'll make that up after the show. <laughs> Achiever Podcast 10. You can sign up at www.achievefitnessonline.com. Cool? Sweet. All right. All right. Move on to the questions. Let's get into the questions. So the first question was from Skyly2. And they said, tips for when you feel like you've hit a workout plateau. Oh, 
actually, perfect question. <laughs> um, okay, so when you've hit a workout plateau, and I'll kind of treat this a little bit more of like a beginner slash intermediate person. And what we tend to do in this instance is to really try to switch things up and not like overhaul your entire program and change up all new exercises. It's really just the general intent and focus of the program. And so if someone's been doing, let's say, three sets of 12 or three sets of 15, like kind of in that higher rep range um, end of the spectrum, we'll drop them down to let's say threes and fives where we really try to build up their strength as much as possible. And vice versa, if someone's been working only on triples and fives and heavy singles and been really been powerlifting, we'll go the opposite route and say like, hey, let's work on some hypertrophy, let's work on some endurance, let's do sets of eight, 10, 12, 15. And they get really upset because now it almost feels like a cardio effect to them because they're doing so many more reps than they're, what they're used to. But what happens is those people that are so focused on strength and they go into more of like a hypertrophy building block, what ends up happening is they develop more lean muscle mass and that lean muscle mass gives them the potential to then increase their strength, le strength levels later on once they go back to those lower rep ranges. So at a very root level, just switching up rep ranges and just focusing on a different intention for the next two, three, four months really helps. Yeah, I think that's that's perfect. I mean, I think that there's a lot of people who get stuck in ruts of just doing what they're comfortable with. Um, and that's actually something, like a, a reason that I think people hit plateaus is because they're like, I'm, I'm, I know this workout, I'm comfortable with it, so mm -hmm. this is what I'm just gonna stick with. And it maybe worked for you the first month or two that you were doing it, but then all of a sudden you're seeing like diminishing returns. Um, but it can be intimidating to then change it up if you're not really sure what yeah. to do, right? And so that's, again, not to plug Achieve Online, but that is kind of <laughs> what we were like trying to help with is to be like, all right, here's the next option. Like here's something new for you that you can jump to because it's really easy to just go in and be like, I don't know, like I don't really know how to use that machine or I don't really know how to use those free weights, so I'm just gonna stick with the workout that I was doing. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's the cause of a lot of people like hitting hitting those plateaus. So yeah. also just kind of learning, finding places, and you can find things on our Instagram page that might help you be able to come up with new exercises too. Um, but just finding new things to do that you're comfortable doing. <laughs> yeah, and I think kind of like where people get caught up a little bit is like, oh, well, if one to five reps is more for strength and if eight to 12 reps is more for hypertrophy and 15 reps and above is endurance, then I should really hyper-focus my time into the block of reps where it, it points me to my goal. That what I'm trying to do, right? Yeah. yeah. Now, that works to a certain extent, but like Lauren said, you do end up getting to a point where there are diminishing returns and you need to switch up the stimulus in such a way that it promotes further adaptation. And the only way to do that to do that is to explore other rep ranges. But what happens is when you explore other rep ranges and then go back to your preferred rep range, you'll often find that you're much uh, stronger or have more lean muscle mass and all that because you've started to give your body a little bit of a spark. And again, it's not like totally re revamping your pro program or having all these new exercises and all that. It's literally just changing the focus of the program a little bit and really makes all the difference. Yeah. Cool. Great. All right. Second question is from Thebes Crake. And she said, best way to mentally and physically prepare for a surgery that will take you out of the gym for four months. This is a really good question. Um, and it's definitely just a, it's not a fun situation. Yeah, you know stinks. that. <laughs> You're just like, you're a gym person, you're a fit person, and you know that your body is super capable, 
and then suddenly you have to have surgery or you have some sort of thing happen where you can't have necessarily baby. you have a baby <laughs> or you, you know necessarily can't um, do something physical for a little period of time, um, and that kind of gets you into a little bit of a like spiral, right? When you have that one thing that you really enjoy doing suddenly taken away from you, you start to lose productivity and lose momentum in other areas of your life, mm. I feel like. And then the opposite is true. Like if you start to work on your health and fitness or if you start to work on something, some other area of your life, you can build on that momentum and other areas of life, of your life improve, right? Yeah. Um, but, you know, the same thing can happen in an adverse way, especially when injuries uh, come into play. So um, I'm going to read to you, I won't read the whole thing, but I gave a little bit of a synopsis to uh, one of our chief mentors, mentees, who's a trainer and she was wondering that she's got a cervical disc replacement. Um, and she wanted to know, like, how can I stay motivated while injured and also still be able to motivate my clients? So mm -hmm. that is a similar yeah. um, situation. And, you know, the initial conversation was just kind of like validating that it's not going to be an easy process um, because it is something that is important to her. Um, but also that she has been working out pretty significantly up until this time. And so, you know, the recovery process is going to be a lot easier because you put in all this work up front. Right. Um, and then the other thing that I tried to, um, focus on was now that you don't have, let's say this physical component for a little while, you can focus your energy on, let's say meal preparation or hydration or sleeping well, or meditating or stress management, whatever that looks like to, you know, each and every person listening. Um, there are other areas of fitness that you can try to like do a deeper dive on, right? I think if I was a little bit um, physically enough to do something at that time because of surgery, I would probably focus on more of the mental stuff, Yeah. right? Yeah. So meditation could be something like that. Um, and also maybe from a work standpoint, you can use this sort of downtime away from the gym to um, start something or finish something that you've been thinking about for a while. Um, and that could be uh, for this person, I said, maybe you can brainstorm ideas for social media posts or research how you can start your online training business or how you can create systems that'll make it easier for you to check in on your clients and make sure that you're set up well for future clients. You know, maybe for you, Lauren, uh, if you weren't in the fitness industry, I'd be like, you know, maybe this could be the time to set up your Etsy My shop. Etsy shop. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there are other ways you can try to be productive and not feel that you're being very unproductive. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's the big key is like to still keep, like you don't have to, just because you can't physically work out doesn't mean that your health has to go out the window. Like there are so yeah. many other components to living a healthy lifestyle than just the physical act of going to the gym. Um, and while you're recovering from your surgery, like I'm sure that there are, it depends on the surgery obviously, but I'm sure there are going to be steps that you're going to be taking to be able to regain movement and things like that. Like all of that, it might not feel like the type of workout that you're used to, but it's a huge stimulus on your body when you yeah. are recovering from something. And so you're, it's going to, it's going to feel like a workout, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so that also, you have to keep that in mind, even though it feels and looks a little different than it used to, you're still getting a lot of physical exertion in while you're kind of working your way back to, um, wherever you're, you're trying to get to. Yeah, that's super true. Um, something else that I mentioned was that from a personal standpoint, you could read more books, you could take on a cleaning project that you've been putting mm -hmm. off, um, you could start a journal or a blog, you could uh, tackle your, I was reading a personal finance book, you could tackle your personal <laughs> finances with uh, budgets and spreadsheets, like just something that you've been kind of putting off on the back burner, you can start to put that into play and then suddenly you're like, oh, I've done so much during this time. All right, Kendo is, uh, Kendo just woke up from his nap, we'll, we'll be right back. <laughs> okay, we're back. 
Kendo's uh, joining us, so you might hear some uh, little coos. Hopefully it's just little coos, not cries. <laughs> um, I think we finished off the last question, right? I think so, yeah. Basically just allow yourself to focus on other aspects of your health and fitness rather than just the gym. Make sure that you're not letting it like get you down, that you're not working out because there are so many other things that you can do. And mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. that, I think that about covers it. Yeah, there you go. Cool. All right, the last one is from Life Cycle TT. Wait, I always forget if it's like if it's that or if it's Life Cycle. It's Life Cycle TT. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, they said, "Do you think your partner should be into fitness like you? Can that be a deal breaker?" Um, I kind of love these questions where we we feel like uh, dear Abby a little bit, right? Yeah, <laughs> because bit. like we have no like actual <laughs> right to answer these questions, but it's kind of fun. <laughs> Definitely um, not relationship experts, so yeah. um, don't follow like don't blame us if it, your relationship falls apart because of our advice. <laughs> um, do you think your partner should be into fitness like you? Can that be a deal breaker? Um, what do you I think? What you're gonna say. I know. I'm like very curious. I I don't think that they that your partner needs to be into fitness like you. Um, mm -hmm. I I think that it can be very helpful because of a, a couple of factors. I think one is that it's easier to understand when somebody's choosing the gym or choosing a healthy meal or something like that over something that's maybe a less healthy option. Um, if both people in the relationship are into fitness and health, yeah. right? So like if one person isn't into it and one person is, it's harder for both parties, I think. It's harder for the person who's into it to um, make the choice to go to the gym when their partner might be like, no, stay home and watch a movie. <laughs> um, so then they get a little bit less like motivated and then it's harder for the person who's not into fitness because they feel like their partner might be choosing the gym over spending time with them. Yeah, you I know? think that's so, yeah. that one especially like, well, you're going to be going to the gym after work and not spending time with me. Like that could be like a, like a point of contention, right? Yeah. If if both parties don't understand like where they're coming from. Yeah. Um, so I see. I can see those being possible like difficulties, but I also think that relationships are about communication. And as long as you have open communication and you're like, hey, this is something that's really important to me. It doesn't have to be important to you, but are you cool with it being important to me? And this is what it's going to look like in action like these are i'm gonna go to the gym on monday wednesday and friday and yeah i'm gonna and like are you does that work for you and like if as long as the your partner's like yeah that's fine i'm gonna stay home and play video games <laughs> like you yeah. can agree that that's cool that's fine um and you know keep you can revisit it every once in a while but i think as long as you're very open about what's important to you and agree with each other that that's you're gonna support each other in those endeavors then that's what's most important yeah yeah and it, yeah that the, the communication part is going to be the most key and then also just kind of like you know having your priorities really squared away and so if fitness is a big one then you can say like hey this listen like this is one of my big priorities and um, i need you to respect that and then you also need to go back and then respect whatever their priority is right. whatever it's yeah. video games or uh, reading or whatever it might be going to the movies shopping um, things like that, uh, I think you just need to honor that as well. And then, yeah, that totally works out. There are plenty of people that the other partner is like almost the complete opposite in terms of interest and all that. So Yeah, we have uh, so many members who are like, oh, my significant other would like never join the gym. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like, that's fine with them. They're like, that's cool. Like, I don't expect them to. I don't ask them to because it's just not their thing. And that's okay. Yeah. And for some couples, it's almost like therapeutic in that they have a little bit of a separate space where you know one person g goes off and does one thing and the other person does the other thing um, and they have like their own kind of like spaces where they're kind of like doing their own thing I guess yeah I think actually the harder thing 
than um, being into fitness is like nutrition, like aligning on nutritional things. True, I think that yep. can be harder for some people just because, it, especially if somebody's like just trying to like like has kind of found what works for them in terms of nutrition, like really feels like they're in a groove, and then they start dating someone who like just eats a lot differently than them, and then yeah, it, it, that can be a little bit tricky. I mean, I even know that when you and I, Jason, started. <laughs> living together I started eating so much more food like it's a higher quantity of food because you ate so much and all of a sudden I was like what's happening right now like I'm, yeah. I was like gaining some weight I was like what's going on and I was like oh I'm just eating a lot more food because Jason he likes to have snacks around and he likes to have like more quantity of food and so I had to realize for myself that I don't have to eat like Jason yeah, <laughs> um, yeah your grocery bill definitely went up like fourfold yeah you weren't good for my wallet necessarily but for most other things so. yeah so but yeah definitely definitely not a Definitely not a deal breaker by, by no, any means. No, I don't yeah. think so. But yeah, if you can find somebody who is into it and you love working out together, that's also really fun and awesome. So yeah. it's just a matter of finding the right person. Yeah. That's all that really matters. Cool. Right, On Kendrick? that note, we are all set. Kendrick's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. That was his contribution. All right, so I think those are all of our answers to your burning questions for today. Thank you so much for asking them. And if you have questions of your own, you can send us a DM at Achieve Fitness Boston on Instagram, and we'll try to get to those questions as much as we can. If you like the podcast and you wouldn't mind leaving us a review on iTunes, we'd be super grateful for that. And until next time, peace, love, and muscles. Oh, and just one more <laughs> reminder, uh, the code is... Achiever Podcast Ten. That no, was... Earlier you said Achievers Podcast Ten. I didn't do. I didn't do Achievers. I'm pretty sure you did. No, I'm pretty sure I did Achiever Podcast Ten. Oh, you're right. Yeah, you're right. This was more a reminder for myself, but Achiever <laughs> Podcast Ten. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>